Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Well, why you think, because you be having issues with folks, man. Let's let's talk about this. People got issues with Ian Dunlap, the master investor, man. They, should, they have issues with themselves. I'm saying because I know Ian Dunlap worth billions. You understand me? Like, you, An advisor you, just told me yesterday, like, if he did a stock club the way that I do it, it'll be 250000 a year. 250000 a year, and it'd be worth it. Minimum. I know cats that charge $25,000 a session. Yeah. You understand me? A session. Yeah. I'm talking about one-day sessions, sometimes two-day sessions. Like, that's ridiculous. So, all right, let's talk about you, Yeah. right? Why you think people got issues with you and your prices, even though you bring value every single week and every single day? Because it's hard for most people to fathom that somebody black charges what I charge. Mm. If I was white, it wouldn't be an issue. If I was Asian or Jewish, it wouldn't be an issue. It's like, why does this guy... Even when I first met Rashad and Troy, and uh, they was talking, looking at the price for the futures program, it was 25 grand for two years. You know, that's a steal. Mm -hmm. They're like, damn, it's a lot. I'm like, no, if I make more money from trading and I'm giving you my intellectual property that I created, that's a discount. It's tuition. A DeVry tuition. Yeah. Right. That, I think that's probably why people are getting messed up. Yeah. If you go to a school, it's tuition. Yeah. Right? I think it's probably, I would put that on us. Probably the way we market things, people don't appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Somebody was talking about how they can go on YouTube and get so-and-so for free. But I'm you like, can't learn. First of all, you're not going to get the, I think the most valuable thing is mm -hmm. the community for me. The knowledge, the strategies, the consultations, the mm -hmm. sessions, number one, that's, that value is you yeah. can't get that nowhere else, yeah. right? If I do a pop-in strategy session, based on what I've been seeing in the market right now with yeah. my peoples, they're gonna be able to execute off that information yeah. and greatly increase their strategies to increase their return, yeah. right? Versus I just give them some information and leave them alone. And or you in a community with people who know less and people who know more. Mm -hmm. So you get to teach and you get to learn. And that's the best way to be in an environment. People giving you signals. People, some of my students bring things to me I know nothing about. Yeah. So the community aspect is what you don't get from yeah. a YouTube page. This episode is brought to you by Infinite Wealth Strategies. I mean, and that's why I ask everybody, if YouTube was all that you needed, why don't you got rich from YouTube? Like I only care about outcome, especially as a dad. Once I had my child, the only thing that mattered to me was results. And don't get me wrong, if you, there's certain people that can get rich off YouTube. Because if they all listen to market have, money, is, they already have a masterful mindset. Yeah. Because the disciplined mind is the key to it all. Yeah. That a certain mindset that you have, yeah. when you discipline, you understand the value of things, you know how to think long term, you know how to strategize, mm -hmm. you know how to put together a plan and execute off that plan. Yeah. You give that person information. Yeah. They go pull gold out of it. Yeah, but I you think most me? people just don't execute quick enough, or sometimes they just may not want to hear it from me. That's fine. I don't. But this is the thing that I love: when when you can actually invest in trade, no one else's opinion matters. That's why I don't give a fuck about media. People are like you need to be nicer, need to do this, da da da, and I'm like, 
I hear you. But almost everybody I met in media outside of Charlemagne, Chad, EYLU is broke. So how valuable is the media then? Like look at all that Wendy built, whether you like her or not. For her to get called crazy and she's going through whatever health issues and get moved out of her career and never own that fucking show, that is crazy to me. How do you, how do they put someone else in your show seat and say, hey, we're done with you, get out of here. That happens when you don't have enough capital. Mm. I wish somebody would try and recreate Market Mondays. Mm. Enjoy. No, nah, they can't do it. Can't do it. Many have tried. Somebody trying right now, just ain't getting no legs. If, and if you want to, help people make money. I only share what I'm doing. Same, that's why blueprints work. Mm-hmm. I'm only sharing with you what I'm doing. So, and I'll tell you all again, if you think I put in work for 15 years to be the king of the nigga traders, boy, you got me fucked <laughs> up. Boy, you got me fucked up. Have it. There's no money there. Yeah, Have man, it. You, want, you need the gloves, man. You can't no, I'm good. You, I'm just being real. Yeah. Like, because we want to compete and say, well, he's here. So let me take that from him. It's much easier to say, man, how did you get there? I want to do right. this for Forex. Why is there no Market Mondays for Forex? Mm. They'd rather try and take my, take it. You can buy it from me. I'll sell my steak any day. Go ahead. Give me nine million, you can have my seat any day. Me and Troy Rashad bust the money down. Cool, enjoy. Micah, load it up, do the clips, everything for you. It's, we choose to compete Yeah. too much. My job is to get to Goldman State Street, shout out J.P. Morgan, Citadel, that I'm already working with, and make billions with them. Mm. That's the real goal. So even when people choose to compete, I'm like, this was a happy accident. But I've been doing this and giving out information in this space for 12 years. Mm. Only started monetizing the last four. Mm. That's the part people don't see. So what do they get mad or not about prices? If y'all get, and it made me be like, if y'all mad at them, Goldman's happy to pay him. Yeah. Dave came on and was like, low, low end. Right now you can get a job for 10 to $19 million a year, work 40 hours a week. Frederick, who worked at Citadel, was like, man, you get 22 all day. But if you partner and you bring in four or five billion, you can probably take two and a half of those on your own. That's my goal. Mm-hmm. Price is just really a way to weed out those who don't really want it. I like that. Yeah. I think that that's necessary, especially like, you know, with futures, right? Futures is a very liquid market, yep. right? I think that people should, if, I, also, I don't think that people truly understand. So They choose not to understand. They, they don't understand. They don't understand shit about crypto and NFTs, and all of a sudden, everybody was buying. Yeah, man. This, 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 these opportunities that are present right now, Yeah. that you only have a small window to mm-hmm. really be 100% about every single day. Mm-hmm. Like, there's really, if, 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 if there's some advice I want to give somebody that wants to build wealth, is you have to do it every single day. Absolutely. You understand me? That you should sacrifice every other form of entertainment, some of your rest, friends, all of that, and treat it like a boarding school. Yeah where you're completely isolated with the education and information on yeah. a consistent and daily basis. Yeah. There's so much money in NFTs. I mean, 
the, the I hate saying the, the, the acronyms and FTs at this yeah. point because it, sh it has to evolve yeah. to where people just understand this token industry, yeah. this digital asset industry. Yeah. This digital asset industry is literally creating hundred millionaires and billionaires yeah. at the highest level. Yeah. You understand me? I'm yeah. talking about the highest level. What, so what are, before we you go to your next question, what are like the books and publications people need to read? Or in a, the real ones? Because when you came on Market Mondays, I tried to get the number of pages you was reading per day, you didn't give it to me. I need the real number. So books are tough because books are capsules, yeah. you understand me, in an ever-changing landscape. Yeah. Um, I like the future of money. That's a great one. I yeah. love the future of money. Yeah. Um, I, I got a book over there right yeah, now. Yeah, you dropped it. Out the, yeah. Where that book at? I don't be remembering titles, so it'll be hard for yeah. me to give them. Yeah. Beyond Bitcoin is a dope book. Yeah. Um, uh, Infinite Wealth Strategies is a dope book. Great book. NFT Equation is a dope book. Yeah. Um, because what I try to focus on is studying the gener the high level, the generality of the concepts. Yeah which allow me to then see everything in a different capacity because mm -hmm. now I'm coming from an informed place. Yeah. Then anything that BlackRock puts out when they put out their studies, you want to go through all of those pages and study every single aspect. Yeah. Somebody just put out a study today. Was it JP Morgan or Solano? Somebody put out a great study today about worldwide adoption of cryptocurrency. So okay. today I studied that. Maybe took me about an hour, two hours to just go What's through What's the adoption everything. rate right now worldwide? What percentage? Um, right now, probably scaling around 5%. You understand me? It's very small. Wow. Like the internet is at 51%, yeah. right? So the internet, just think about that. The internet is not 100%. The internet yeah. is only 51%, and this is where we at with the internet. Yeah. So crypto is at 4 to 5%. What well, like happens 1992 when it goes to 10? Yeah. Like 10%. Or 30%. 30% yeah, yeah. is it's a new world. Yeah. 50% it's a new planet. Like yeah. this shit is different. Yeah. But the breakdown was given, it's like Central Africa just dropped them a, a first, second country to create a um, currency out of crypto, right? Mm. Um, and of course, then you had Nigeria where they were, uh, first they was telling people they couldn't do it. And they only yeah. did that to throw in a CBDC coin. Of course. Right? Um, and it was given a breakdown from cura uh, crypto curiosity, crypto adoption, right? Um, and then the crypto holders. Yeah. And they seen a dope point where a lot more women are now being adopted into it. But that's why mm. I talked about education because what was found out was that education is now one of the best ways to onboard people into this space. Gotcha. When it was more word of mouth at first, yeah. right? So my friend in it, I just jumped in. But now education is the best segue yeah. into getting more people to become onboarded into this space. Gotcha, okay. Because people need the knowledge. They need strategies. They need ways to go about it, right? Yeah. Um, so they go go to YouTube. They're going to get into courses. They're going to sit down and get a real education because this space is not easy to infiltrate. Yeah. It literally creates, it requires some work until a ton of work. Yeah. There's an ease, and that's where the business models come in, where a person creates a business model where adoption is easier because you don't have to understand it. You're just in it. Yeah. But that danger is how we got to the current banking system that we had today. True that people are in, they have bank accounts, but don't understand the bank, Yeah. right? Didn't understand, you know, bank runs until last year, Yeah. right? So that's the danger of not getting the education in this space and people wanting to skip steps. So beyond those books, right? Like there are YouTube channels to where you should have at least probably 10 YouTube channels that you follow. Yeah. 
I, w- I follow maybe like 30, 40 different Twitter accounts that keep threads yeah. on my timeline that I can read on a daily basis. Do you have any favorites that you can mention? Without I don't remember their names off top. Gotcha. That's my problem. Yeah. There's some really dope ones that yeah. I just don't remember their names. Yeah. I be like, that's my problem you with a lot of stuff. Through, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I follow way. them and I follow their knowledge more than their name. Yeah. So it's not a brand name, but the knowledge is kind of branded to where it's yeah. like, when I see this knowledge designed a certain way, I'm yeah. going to you know read it's it. Them. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to go through that whole yeah. thing. But I think starting with BlackRock, though, they the way that they put out their reports, I think is solid because mm-hmm. it gives you industry-wide reports at a high level because yeah. they're spending millions of dollars and they're utilizing all kind of crazy algorithms yeah. and they have resources that the average person can't get. Then, of course, just going on Google every single day, type in crypto, NFTs, DAO, Decentral, yeah. whatever you want to, and it's going to give you the top reports circulating. Every other place, every other media outlet is going to pull from, from Google those, yeah. and then start making their memes, start making their posts, start making their content around yeah. what's been populated by Google. Yeah. So that's still the best source to go to. Yeah. Twitter, Google, YouTube, books. You on Substack? Have you no. looked there? No. Substack is like a, a newsletter. And Reddit, of course. Yeah, Reddit's amazing. But yeah, Substack is like people can get paid. It's like OnlyFans for authors, if you will. Let me see if I got some people on Twitter. I'm giving... I mean, I'm giving some people some shout out. The Web3 world will love me for this anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but but there's a bunch of good people that write on Substack where you can get information on investing in crypto and it helps make it a lot easier. But 10 YouTube channels, probably 50 people on Twitter. And the more you like just immerse yourself in the space and do the same thing for stocks, trading, real estate, business development. Um, and once you follow that formula, like you'll know everything that you need to know really inside of a year or two. Most people just really don't absorb enough. No, they don't absorb enough yeah. at all and don't realize how much is required to be in this space at a high level. Yeah. When I talked to the guys, uh, I talked to the guys over at XRP, they sales team. Yeah. And uh, we was talking about the upcoming cases with their lawyers and things yeah. of that nature. And it's looking pretty good. Look good for them. It's looking pretty good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. that hit. That hits. And you've been preaching the gospel about for it for a, a while now. Yeah. And, and it's been ugly for a while. But it's been ugly, but it still maintains in the top. Yeah. So what happens when that goes up? Yeah. But somebody said earlier, it ain't just all what you know is who you know to that point. Like, once you get into this space, it will start making sense to you to be around those spaces. Like, yeah. there's events in Miami. There's events somewhere probably in your city. Yeah. You want to get in those rooms. You want you to fly to. to those places to get knowledge before it gets out to the general public. Yeah. Right? Like, there was, for the Board Ape Yacht thing, there was a deck that was circulating about how they were going to do their investments in the layout, right? Mm. So that's why a lot of people knew. And almost to the T, everything has been happening based on that layout that they circulated, Yeah. right? So a lot of people that's in that community had just been looking at that as their thesis towards, this is why I'm going to buy another Mutant 8. This is why I'm going to buy yeah. ApeCoin. This is why I'm going to do this, Yeah. right? And it's like, if you're like, when you see people in those communities making moves, getting money, the best thing you can do is ask them, how can I pay you for knowledge? Absolutely. They might give it to you for free, yeah, yeah. but the fact that you value you them enough to offer, they will give you some information. They might, yeah. cause they might not have time and they'd be like, man, let me just, I'll send you this link. Yeah. I'll just tell you this. Yeah. But you, why would you watch somebody make millions of dollars and not ask them how you can be a value to them so yeah. that you can get into circulation? And a lot of times the money will get you there faster because people often ask like, what can I do to bring value? My number one question is always like, what are you best at? Because I want to leverage what are you are great at to help me, then I can help you. When you guys are asking that, make sure 
if you don't have a resource to help or you're great at something, offer to pay. And like, you, like most people offer to pay me in person, I'll turn them down and I'll put them in for free. Like when, when I was in uh, Mexico, like the two girls that we ran into, it's like, oh, I love you, I appreciate you. I was shocked. Yeah. But I'm like, I, it was good energy. A lot of times, you, once you ask, if you're hungry, and there's a difference to versus the person who's asking just to maybe get something versus I can tell you've been on the journey and really diving in deep. If you offer to pay, man, you'll get all the answers that you need. But even here, like you guys see me, I'm asking them a lot of questions because I don't know the next time I may get them on the phone. Pompliano uh, is a good one. Pomp's good. Yeah. You should have Pomp on here. All right, so I'm going to name a bunch of people okay. based on who I just currently have been following. And this is not in a particular order of value or non-value, right? So there's a guy named Rohan Argawal for crypto security. Mm -hmm. um, Alex Wilson for... Nah, we're going to skip Alex because I don't know. Actually, I met this guy, Alex, Did out you? in Miami, so I ain't okay. going to diss the brother. Because okay. I met them. They make dope projects, actually, so you want to follow him as well. Um, damn, man, you be asking me to put people on. I'm going to have to go through, but I'm only doing this because you asked. You understand me? Um, I met the good people over at Cointelegraph. Shout out to them because okay. they posted me up and everything, and there was some solid people that I met. Yeah. You feel me? Showing good love. Uh, NFT Llama, um, the possessed NFT Kiwama. Always shout out my brother, um, Chicago Crypto Bully. Okay, solid brother. If you don't know him, yeah, you got to get follow. up on him. All, I, I always shout out um, Ish Millie. That's my bro. He been making millions in this space. Solid brother. So let me shout in. out my black people. Yeah. You understand me? Um, a Solidity developer to find uh, follow is NFT Doyer. Um, Michael Johnson doing some dope things in this space yeah. with a cool dreams. Yeah. So people don't know, that's my first NFT that I ever bought. Really? Okay. It was last year, forget exact date that it was. Uh, I think it was in February. I think it was February 21st, maybe. Um, first NFT I bought. And mostly because I did a little research on and listening to him and his community and what the long-term plans was yeah. for that project. Yeah. So they had a short minting window where you're the first person that gets to buy into it. And you got to pay the gas fees. So I decided to buy two. Okay. Um, and I'll give the strategy that I think is proper in the NFT space when it comes to this. So I bought two. Of course, I bought two. So if one goes up, I get to sell one. And then it covers the price of what I just bought, right? Yeah. But I think you should buy three when you're going for that strategy. And I'll give the breakdown of why. But so for my first NFT was completely a success now, now that I can tell the story. Because yeah. I held it for a long time. It's been a year yeah. since I bought it and I'm able to really cash out on one. So the first one, I bought both of them for $1,000 each. Now, when I bought it, I felt crazy when I bought it. It's yeah. my first NFT. I'm like, I just literally bought some digital, you know, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I understood NFTs enough to understood what I was doing, but it still felt weird buying your first one. Yeah. You understand me? I'm, and this was before anybody could validate that this made any sense. Yeah. <laughs> so I bought that and I'm like, damn, I just spent $2,000 on some digital goddamn motion pictures. Yeah. This is crazy. What the hell am I doing? But I was like, you know what? I get to tell this story later. I'm going to be brilliant. Yeah. But I'm going to just let these sit until the story is good enough to tell it. <laughs> so I bought it for $1,000 each and recently, and he had been putting out more NFTs, but it wasn't really moving the needle at a price that much. Yeah. I seen some secondary sales 
on Nifty Gateway for 2000 3000 So I'm like, okay, well, now I know that the price of it is worth more than what I originally bought it for, yeah. but it's not exciting enough to make me sell it. Yeah. Recently, I got two airdrops for holding both of them, right? Mm, the airdrops okay. were minting pass. The minting pass said that if you hold this NFT, then you're going to get airdropped two more NFTs, mm. right? If you hold it on a certain day. So they do what they call um, screenshots. So if you hold it on this day, they screenshot all of those and basically register it for the airdrop. Nice. So if you sell okay. it afterwards, you no longer get the airdrop, right? Yeah. So I decided to say, okay, cool. I know through speculation and hype, this is his biggest move thus far. Yeah. He doing brand deals. He got Pusha T. You understand me? It's a lot of hype around this. This is my time to sell at least one of my NFTs, recoup my original expenses. Yeah. So I think I sold it for about 1.5 ETH. So I got about... So what happened is actually I listed it on, on Nifty and like 30 seconds after I listed, somebody bought it for 5,000. Mm. And I instantly regretted it like, dang. Damn, yeah, yeah, yeah. I must have sold it under. I was tripping. Yeah. But I had listed it not knowing how hype it was going to be. So I thought I would have more time to list and then increase the price later. So boom. I sell that and I got these two passes. Now I know what's going to happen on the days of I'm buying the news, selling the rumor, right? Or reverse. Yeah. Right? Buy the rumor, sell the news. So I'm like, maybe a day before I'm going to sell one of these passes and then I'll actually keep one of the actual NFTs. Okay. So the day of it gets to about three ETH. That's the height of it. I'm yeah. like, let me sell these pads. Now people are speculating on what the value of it's going to be because they don't get to see the art. Yeah. So I'm selling the speculation. Yeah. You understand me? I'm not about to hold on to it no yeah. matter what happened. So I sold that one. I got my three ETH. So now I'm about 4.5 ETH in. You understand me? From $2,000, right? Yeah. So now I done made my money, right? Um, so now I say I'm going to keep this next one until they do the airdrop. So I keep that one, get the airdrop, that one currently around maybe two ETH right now, right? Yeah. But I'm gonna hold on to it. So what would happen with this project, and this is why I like it, is he did what they call a Dutch auction. Mm -hmm. The Dutch auction where the lowest price wins the bid, yeah. based on what the community want the price to be, yeah. and he was gonna refund anybody, some crazy stuff he had going on. But the contract wasn't the most solid. Now mm. the contract wasn't the most solid and the community was telling him like, yo, there's some issues with your contract. You should probably change it before you do this mint. Yeah. Now, May May got a little cocky and was like, y'all just trying to throw some FUD over here. Y'all yeah. know this about to be, yeah. you know what I mean, one of them ones. Once again, now listening to counsel. Now listening yeah. to wise counsel. The day of it happens, they end up losing $35 million. They had some issues with the contract. So the beauty in this Web3 space is there's people that literally, that's, that's what they do. They go in contracts and try to help projects out yeah. so the community don't lose money. The one thing I've seen in this Web3 space is the ethics of, uh, uh, with people making money that I haven't seen in another industry of business ever. Really? Okay. There's an ethics that I've never seen. There's like, everybody is here to be nice and cool and get money together and like we yeah. looking out for each other and like, bro, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't yeah. do that. And that's not capitalism at all. And no, right? no, no, yeah. Capitalism is anti all of that shit. It's like, bro, we're here to make dog. money. If people don't make no money, it's on them. Like, yeah. people don't like you if you're in that space with that energy. Yeah. Right? So it's interesting. That's the way business should be done, by the way. It should be. Yeah. But you got to remember, a lot of people left their corporate jobs from that type of energy to get yeah. into this space. Yeah. So they feel like, why would I get into a new space if it's the same exact atmosphere? Absolutely. So they want something that allows them to feel free. There's people yeah. that care about each other. You're not just making money, but yeah. you're part of a revolution. You're part of a change in a movement. Yeah. Well, that's a side note. And that's not everywhere. Yeah. But 
he ended up doing that, but he took the loss on himself and said, you know what? I'm going to give all you people refunds and you're still going to get your airdrop, even though there mm. was an error in the contract. So the community turns around. Some people are like, yo, I don't even need the, the refund. He's like, no, we're going to do it anyway, right? Stand up on, you understand me, his business principles and what their long-term vision is. So they go into their treasury. They give everybody their refunds, and the community responds with overwhelming love. Like, yeah. man, that's solid. Like, this is the most yeah. solid way that you take an L. Yeah. Right. So now people really love their airdrops because yeah. now it has more meaning and more value. Yeah. So whatever else he does in this space, I think it's going to be successful. Yeah. But that's the story of my first NFT. That's incredible. You understand me. Um, but the strategy of buying three was essentially just saying that if you buy three, let's say one goes up three X, you sell it. Yeah. Now you covered your costs. You wait for the second to go up to a price that you like. You understand maybe me? Maybe 5X? Yeah, maybe yeah. 5X. That, sh that stuff looked beautiful. It felt like it's a, this was a good play, maybe mm -hmm. some life changing or whatever. You sell it. Yeah. You don't try to hold on to dear life, yeah. right? Then you hold on to the other one for all the benefits that will come along with the project and the reason you bought it for in the first place. Gotcha. Airdrops, coins, lands, whatever is attached to a physical items, utility. Yeah. You understand me? And you don't sell that one. Right, you hold on that one to dear life, or yeah. you wait till it gets to a life-changing position, and then it just gotta go to another owner's hands. That'll be what, 20X? Yeah, 20X, something, like that, something 20 crazy. Yeah. You understand yeah. me? Whatever you think that the peak of that project could be, yeah. you really don't wanna try, the worst thing is to go all the way up and have to come all the way down. Let it come all the way down, yeah. It's the worst thing. It's nothing, yeah. no worse Always have a predetermined exit. Cause no it may never go back up again. Yeah. There's no determination that yeah. this go defy gravity once more. Yeah. So it's like, once you, if you sell, you know, nobody ever lost taking profits. Absolutely. That's the key to yeah. it. So with this NFT space, there's a lot of strategies that you can employ with this space. You know, uh, my students and they discord, they basically, you have certain projects, we rate where these projects are valuable, the price to get in, yeah. whether this is solid or not. And then that's when the community takes what they know and apply it to audit the project on gotcha. whether this is valuable or not. So yeah. even if I go in there right now and I drop a project, they go look at this, take the knowledge that they've already been imparted, and, uh, yeah, audit and be like, nah, he's not like it. this one. Yeah. Some BS. Yeah. <laughs> like, but that makes them dependent on themselves. And yeah. that's what they realize. Like, it ain't about you got some grand wizard telling you all the magical plays. I gave you the game. Yeah. So even if I got a bad play, you now have decision-making markers in your mind to make a better decision and structure for yourself. to know if it's good or not. Exactly. Is it the same with companies, business? Like, those rules and systems matter more than anything. Because mm -hmm. once a person, you can, now you can take that and pass it down. Now your kids will know how to buy real estate, businesses, land rights, water, with the same rules that you're giving them from crypto. I think that's incredibly yeah. powerful. I mean, why wouldn't you evaluate a business the same way you evaluate a business. It's simple. NFTs are a business. Yes, yeah, a business. There's a technology people utilizing to create, sell, service, products. Yeah. You understand me? Art, whatever. It's all the business. Yeah. So I'm going to apply business principles to businesses. You have to. Just makes sense. Yeah. How much money you made in the stock market? A ton. <laughs> a ton. I can't tell the number. A I, hard I got, got a dollar or two over. A hard transition. Yeah, hard transition. Um, you made a million dollars in the stock market, right? Some say I have. Some say you have. Do, do, is it a, is it a seven-figure per year skill? Um, if people listen to me, yeah. I'll say if I chose not to work again, I wouldn't have to work. Are you able to pull out seven figures per year in the market? 
Some say I can, but I can't. I mean, where I'm from, like people, where I grew up in East Chicago, people was killing over 500 bucks, like to this day. That's why I don't do the extra parading of jewelry cars. That's where I'm from. It's like, where you from? Yeah. yeah they get to Oakland, probably get to of five, 600. Yeah. Um, but that's when people are like, hey, you're just talking about it. I'm like, no, I manifested it in the market first and then talked about it. I feel like a lot of people are trying to like talk about it and then monetize that. No, I did it before I, I said a word. What's your freedom number? For my family, for six generations, I need at least 300 million. What about you and why you? My own personal? Yeah, your own personal. Huh? I already hit it. That's some people like, yo, you should do this. I'm like, man, the shackles off me. I, I bought my freedom. And mm. no one helped me. Like, the people who helped me, and I appreciate art so much more now. I probably talked to art about investing maybe five times. Art was already rich. He's like, well, I'm going to keep talking to you and I'm good. And that sounded so fucking harsh, but I get him. Because if you want it, you're going to do it. Like, I cut. I stopped watching cable, I think, in 2012. I haven't watched cable television since then. I may watch maybe 11 shows a week while I'm working. I haven't seen one live NBA game, first quarter, fourth quarter, since 2010. The only football game I've seen, first quarter, fourth quarter, was when Tom Brady won in Tampa Bay Super Bowl. Mm. All my time goes into my craft. So we in a recession. Mm -hmm. How are we in a recession? America's been, technically, if you look since 2007 without quantitative easing, we would have never came out. No one wants to say it, but America isn't as great as it used to be. It's on its decline. Mm, so Trump was trying to make America great again. He tried to, but it didn't happen. Biden's doing, you can argue, a worse job mm. than even Trump did. So mm. with inflation. Does Biden know he's president? He's aware some days. Some days. Yeah, so America has done a great job of raising capital, using the Federal Reserve banking system, quantitative easing to patch the holes in our country. But everything's leaking at one time. And now China, my biggest fear is that China's going to use Africa and Latin America to take us over. And we're getting close. I've been saying this since 2012. And people are like, no, it's impossible. I'm like, you haven't studied how empires work. So even when you get to a point of this having this level of contention, uh, men not providing, this has happened before in Rome. When men are now not looked at as men, it was a changing of the guard and a turning point for the fall of that empire. Mm. We just, we have mismanaged the country. We sold everything. We don't really produce anything anymore. We owe too much debt. And that's when people are like, debt is good. I'm like, debt is good if you don't have to pay it back. But when it gets called, what do you do? So if you owe $2 million and you have a net worth of 500000 you're underwater. It's basic fucking math. People don't want the discipline of it. Um, it's mismanagement of our country and our assets. Can America get back from its deficit? No. Like, America is bankrupt. America is legally bankrupt. I mean, we owe trillions of dollars. How do you erase that? You can't. Quality of life is down. Education is down. Water quality is worse. Air quality is worse. Testosterone in men is worse and lower than it was 30 years ago. 
Food quality is worse. What advantage do we have? Uh, we artificial really intelligence? Arguably, but we don't even have that running at scale. And that's why even with Elon, Dogecoin, I've told everybody, if the greatest assets in America are now run by foreign entities, what advantage do we have? The only company that people really love in the United States is Apple. You can argue Tesla, but Elon's Dutch. So you can mm. put two and two together. Mm. Dogecoin is a foreign currency. We, we've lost everything that made the country special. What is America's greatest asset? Uh, the people. That was always a business, import-export business. Slavery was America's first startup. Mm. That's a super fact. It's a super fact. Yeah. Like, the dollars were backed by people. Absolutely. Like, black men, the managing of black men and women was always the greatest skill set for mm -hmm. white men to gain wealth in this country. Yeah. It was yeah. the skill set. Yeah. So the transitioning of record labels, like, when you look at the average job that black men have, black men work as clerks and managers and things of yeah. that nature in companies. Yeah. That's what the average black man does yeah. in this country that allows them to have a lofty position, making six figures or whatsoever. Yep. But then in every aspect of that space, there's a white man managing that energy for them, and that white man is getting wealth based on the management of black bodies. Yeah. Intellect, knowledge, energy, right? Efficiency, the whole nine. So one could argue that the business model of America has never changed. It just went into multiple different Yeah, it's just in different industries. industries. Yeah. Whether it was insurance, banking, hedge fund, capital management, human capital. So that's why people compare NFL managing of black bodies to the plantation managing of black bodies. It's workforce, workforce. We say that we care, but we really don't because I don't see anybody mom taking a kid out of, out of football camps. If we really cared, we wouldn't, like, if I say that I don't want my son to be in the streets, I'm not going to let him jump on a porch, let alone drop him off to dope boy camp. Got to pick. And I know, some, what do you do? Are there other alternatives? Man, there's more information now than ever. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be in this vicious cycle of putting ourselves in the industries that will not pay us and will not allow us to be free. No, that's a super fact. Even for rappers, like rap is the most dangerous profession right now that a black man can have. Yeah. With some of the lowest pay. So even when those artists die, call up to the label and ask them, how much do you get in insurance money when an artist on your label dies? Yeah. I'll never tell you. But do you think all these black bodies are just going down and then the album does better, the merch does better, insurance money? Publishing, where does that go? It's a dangerous game. So this recession, right? Mm -hmm. What do you think about gold? Um, gold and silver. Silver isn't the best because it's not the one that banks love the most. Even with gold, like, it is a good hedge. But if we go to utility, like, uh, we'll talk about it like same way in the NFT space. If we went to hell on earth, and all electricity was cut, what would you do with gold? People say you can trade with it, but it's too heavy. Gold is a great hedge if society is running as normal. If society goes to hell, food, shelter, and guns are the most important thing to be able to survive. I know people are gonna argue with me about it. No, no, I can agree with that. Guns, of course, Yeah. ammo, shelter. food, clothing, shelter, protection, yeah. right? 
that's money. But then once that gets some level of establishment, mm -hmm. gold becomes and silver becomes money. Hard to transport though. And Hard the cultures transport. that we're in, let's say your car breaks down and you gotta walk 16 blocks in LA. How long will I be able to keep that gold on me? It makes you oh, a target. I'm gonna have to target. stash it. Yeah, unless you have bunker land. You know how they like, boy, lights go out, hood come out, choppers come out. You ain't lugging no gold 14, 15 no, blocks. No, 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 no. leave it behind. But, okay, so that's Armageddon, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> so that's a drastic scenario, right? Is it? I mean, in the sense that once you're there, then the idea of money is completely different, right? Yeah. But let's say that we're not in the scenario of the depths of that kind the of the depths of yeah. that kind of reality, yeah. but we're still in a reality where money is transitioning because we we in a space where the ideas around money are finally being reperceived. Yeah. You understand me? And what is money is in a completely new atmosphere and it's yeah. up for interpretation at this point. But that's because the 99% of the value of the dollars died since we came off the gold standard. I really think that all the banks are pushing this crypto thing so they can have more wealth. Mm. People tell me it's decentralized, but then when I'm like, hey, JP Morgan had a very influential impact on Ethereum. Mm. Google it. Yeah, now decentralized is a great buzzword and a great idea, mm -hmm. but the reality of it is most platforms are. But I want, I want to get on gold a little more, right? Okay. So, because if you go look at human history, gold has always been one of the most seeked out valuable commodities yeah. towards man, right? Yeah. Whether you talk about the Anunnaki, the Egyptians, you understand me, and just modern man, period, yeah. has always utilized gold in some sort of form fabric of money or even utility, yeah. right? Uh, when I was just in Egypt, you know, at the top of the obelisk, they yeah. put the gold up there, yeah. you understand me? Yeah. And in a society, gold always finds a way to, to have, have value. value. I agree. Always. If there was one commodity I would lean on, it would definitely would be gold. Definitely not diamonds. People ask that. I can't see a word. I've never seen a movie, of Armageddon movie, where there was a bunch of gold around and a person walked past it. There, there's That's been true. movies where they have a bunch of dollars around and a person That's walked true. past it. Because that gold, I mean, you know, I got collodial gold, yeah. so I'm going I'm to sip me some yeah, gold. I'm yeah, going to go yeah. put into a form of electrolysis and have me, you know what I mean, the energy drink on the market. We're going to do something with the gold. We're going to utilize it and some sort of standard. It can be medical practices, whatever, because... In the building of any civilization, gold will find its way for high utility. Way value. Absolutely. Because of its electrical, uh, electrical conductivity, you're yeah. going to find a way to use it as a resource. Yeah. So therefore, gold has an intrinsic value that can never go down to zero. Mm -hmm. And man will not allow himself to see something of value and then pass it up. Gold is a very powerful substance. The reason why people, especially, for example, people of color, really love gold is because it's one of the first things we were mining on this planet as a resource, a resource for advanced technology. And we were given the gold by the gods so we can actually adorn ourselves with it. We attributed that kind of value to it. Also as a thank you from the gods that we mined it, but they also allowed us to keep some of it. That's why we love to wear gold, okay? Now, what would advanced beings want with gold? Gold is a technological element, okay? For example, Gold is phenomenal with electricity. If you have a copper wire and you put electricity in one end, when you get to the other end, you're not going to have the same amount of power. Why is that? You lose energy in friction, okay? With gold, you get 100% input, 100% output. 
Another thing about gold is you can take it down to some of the smallest microprocessor levels and still be able to make the connections. So gold is needed for things like traveling in the space, computer hardened radiation proof, uh, cir computer circuit boards need to be have gold in them. Also, it's a great reflector of radiation. So you, you know, uh, shields for astronauts. Even in cars, for example, one of my cars has gold flakes in the actual glass to reflect radiation out. A lot of your European cars, high-end European cars, will have those gold flakes inside the windows also to reflect out radiation so you don't have to buy a window tint. Solar, uh, uh, you know, satellites have gold panels on, on them as well to reflect radiation. So gold is a technological use and the fact that they made us mine or they had us mining it for them to me proves that you know we were given gold and we adorn it we, we we love it and we adorn ourselves with it because we attributed value to it based on what the ancient tablets say it was given to us by the gods even down into the yucatan and the mayan everywhere you go you see the same exact story gold's technological now also what you find in, in egypt in the land of kim they found that we had something called powdered gold or monatomic gold now monatomic gold they discovered a special technique and this is also written in the uh, Egyptian uh, records and also in the Sumerian records so you know that these two civilizations collaborated with each other they took this gold into a monatomic format and, and created an orum and added it to a liquid they call it the elixir of the gods they would then drink this and then the same thing that it does for electronics it does for the body it would heal your body it could go into your brain and speed up your synapses between your thoughts so all of a sudden where if you drink an alcohol, the synapses slow down. That's how you get slurred speech. You slow down. You can't walk. You can't even drive. When you take the gold, you drink it. It goes into the brain. It speeds up the synapses. It makes your brain more efficient. Makes you more powerful. It also, uh, in my personal opinion, it also is great for the, reversing the aging process. You know, so that's why I've been taking the gold water for 20 years now. So I think it's a phenomenal product, and it's something that I think everybody should be on. It's going to help you with your immune system. It's going to help you with your brain capacity. It's going to help you with uh, healing uh, injuries and things in your body that you didn't even know you had. It's going to fix that problem too. So gold water is definitely where it's at. Yeah, I right? agree. So that's why gold has an interesting place with human beings. Yeah. Right? Because it has a value that is evident, mm -hmm. right? It's just because gold is not in abundance, we don't seek more utility in ways to use gold. That's true. Right? The same way with Bitcoin. Yeah. Bitcoin, a person will rather just hold Bitcoin and leverage it rather than figure out ways I can spend and or use it. Yeah. Right? Because it's like, that's why it's, it's not a gold standard yet because the decrease in Bitcoin, like present day, down 15% right now, and Bit gold being up, 4% and yeah. possibly going to 2100, yeah. a person to look at gold as a hedge. Now, gold is old money. You understand mm -hmm. me? Gold, oil, drugs is God, is what yeah. they consider that to be. Yeah. So the reality of gold being a savior, no. There, in the asset classes, there is no one savior. Yeah, if diversification. I can stress to all my friends, like, in the purest form of me teaching when I talk to Xander, I'm like, never marry one asset. You have to know how to invest in them all. Because no, if you have 24 assets, 28, all, of, all 28 are not going to fall. Mm -hmm. So if you're in crypto, gold, long-term investing, real estate, business, angel investing, venture capital, royalties, there's no way all of those are going to fall apart. Right. But see, so you got precious metals. Precious metals always going to have intrinsic value. Mm -hmm. I think, like, 
Now, I've, I've seen recently people have been stealing the converter pieces on the cars yeah. to get the platinum and stuff out yeah. of it because of how it utilizes it to convert pollution or whatever in the air. So, like, this shit like that gives it an intrinsic value yeah. that is just known. And then, of course, we're not... The idea of having a supply issue is based on where they're sourcing it, not yeah. the fact that we don't have enough source of it, right? Because yeah. the reality of it, Africa has enough, right? More than but enough, But if you yeah. turn Africa into the industry that saves the world... Those are trillions of dollars flowing into Africa, building up new infrastructure out there. So if China overtakes Africa as a chess piece, then how much more valuable are they than the United States of America? They, they have it. They have the leverage. Mm-hmm. They have everything that they need. Yeah. That's why it would be more common upon black Americans specifically to go to Africa and make those deals and build up the infrastructure to supply the rest of the world and or just build it on the continent because Africa is going to have like a 50% increase of population, yeah. you understand me, over the next 30 to 40 years. Yeah. So it's like, it, with the ability to be able to take care of your people with the minerals and resources of the land, and with the adoption rate that we see in with Africa and crypto, mm-hmm. they have the ability to be the number one continent on planet Earth. Because they're the only continent on the planet Earth that doesn't need resources from any other continent. Yeah. Outside themselves. But it's always been the number one country, continent, and company that's been pillaged the most. That's a super My fact. greatest fear is... That China is going to act as Andreessen Horowitz and Africa is going to be Facebook. Mm. And it's about who controls. That's the piece on the board that everyone needs. And if China has that and Latin America, you have all the resources and influence. And we're starting to see it now. I was just in Mexico. Like, they're even hitting Mexico pretty hard. Mm-hmm. I hear the idea of us going over there. But I want us to get us from the idea of doing something to actually doing it. And that's why like, people, like, when you come off harsh... We only have a certain amount of time, man. We don't have all day to like, and I think that comes from church. Mm-hmm. From like having an idea, getting high off of the idea and then not doing, China's already taken over Africa. That's a super fact. And, and they're doing it in a way to where they're not Quietly. doing it militaristically, which a lot of countries end up doing. So China's style is to buy the influence. Absolutely. And buy the countries as they go. Yep. which allowed them to not destroy the infrastructure, to use what's existing, and also get love from the people that's mm-hmm. there because they increase in their quality of life. I just said this at Market Mondays. There is no money in war. Everyone mm-hmm. who wants to come in and violently take over, family gets killed, your regime gets toppled. If you come in quietly and don't say anything, like a thief in the night, you'll get a lot more done. That's a super fact. Yeah. In the presence of America... The influence that America is having on the world is waning day by day. Mm-hmm. And that's always been a power, a, a power in the form of presence and or influence is how societies maintain control, empires maintain control globally. And America yeah. is the world's police, yeah. right? But that influence is dying because self-sufficiency is something that these countries are now seeking, mm-hmm. especially in the wake of pandemic activity of seeing reliance on supply chains and saying yeah. that, what happened with Russia, we are now uh, 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 hit with another slap and awakening that this can happen to us. At any time. Once one person get beat with the dangers of what America just did is they made an ex- the biggest example, yeah. which now has everybody with self-awareness on what they can do to never become that example as well. In an age of financial liberation. Yeah. Now, if this was done 40 years ago, it wouldn't matter because yeah, you aren't seeing fear. all this wealth and affluence happening. But now if you're like, hey, well, if I can remove myself from the dollar, invest in crypto, partner with other countries, and we create a coalition. It's dangerous, man. You have to know where you are in the ecosystem, when you can piss people off, when your power is depleted. 
and we're acting as if. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. We are the superpower we were from the 1950s. It's not there. That's a fact. It's so what, what about the energy sector? We have the world wanting to transition into you know, renewable energy sources, but the reality of that is years apart. The reality of the technology being able to do it is now. Yeah, yeah. We can make energy out of anything, right? Yeah. Um, there was a story of the guy who once was able to, you know, have his car run on H2O, mm -hmm. right? And then he ended up dying of a heart attack, right? Mm -hmm. After he successfully had it running for miles and miles. There's yeah. a brother in Africa now that has a solar power TV. You understand me? We knew that Tesla, Nikolai Tesla was yeah. able to convert um, atmospheric energy out the air energy. and to be able to pull that energy and to be able to create a source, yeah. right, of electricity that can, that can power any and everything. It was yeah. like Wi-Fi electricity. So yeah. we know the technology exists, yeah. but where is energy going? What is, what's going to be energy in the next 30 years? I had the same conversation uh, Monday on a stock club call for Red Panda. You can't disrupt those industries unless you pay the, the big to them first. Those mm. companies are cartels. So if I can harness oil out of the air and I want to sell it to New Zealand, I'm going to have to go through Chevron Ford GM first and either sell my intellectual property to them or get permission to do so, mm. or I'll suffer the same fate as a kid. Yeah, because those are forces so powerful, mm -hmm. you understand me, that have so much money that it can't be counted because their money is the wealth of the mineral sources that they control. Absolutely. That there's no way Forbes can account for the yeah. amount of oil that's controlled by the Saudis. Yeah. You can't go in the ground and be like, you guys have trillion dollars worth. So they're like, Elon ain't got that kind of money. At all. You understand me? They leverage is different. But if they were to give control over that, they are a conglomerate that will be willing to do whatever to maintain this industry of power. Absolutely. So they would be, not just the Saudis, but anybody that has, you know, power, power and control over those industries would do anything to make sure that the energy stays right here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, because what's the purpose of, of controlling a commodity or asset to get toppled or let somebody take it over? Mm -hmm. We're talking stri strictly in the hood. If you're the only person in L.A. that gets pills, why would you let 7,000 other neighborhoods get it when you have central control over it? So is it still a good investment? Energy? It wouldn't be a top four, but if you go five through seven, yeah. And anytime oil doubles, that's when you know you're in a recession. Because mm. oil was down for a while. Um, but you have to know what cycle we're in. So if we're at the bottom like how we were last year when oil went negative, um, and even if you never trade futures, it would help you to look at it every week to know what's going to come. So if oil went negative for a brief moment, it had to come. Like, all of the oil in existence was not going to go away. So it will help you to understand how to time the market and then get in when, and have opportunities that are there. Even like when lumber took off earlier this year, you knew it was going to come back down. So knowing how to time all the commodities uh, is really helpful because there's no one else's job to make you rich, financially free, or sustainable other than you. That's a fact. So energy is a four on your list of 10. Fit, like fifth. Yeah, I'll fifth. probably go fifth, yeah. 
problems. Okay. So what about artificial intelligence? That's one of the big ones I'm most excited about. That nanotechnology. And uh, wait a minute, what's one of, what's one of your favorite oil stocks? I don't have a favorite oil stock, honestly. Because um, it's not in my personal portfolio in my top 10. So I wouldn't, I'll be lying. Like, I mean, if I have to pick one, it'd be maybe Chevron. But I don't have a, a one in my top 10 right now. But I, AI. I was trading some MRO. And, uh. I mean, it's a good trade. did great. But would I you mean, hold it's, it? It's all-time. Well, I think things at all-time high right now. Yeah. From, like. It was low, low yeah, yeah. last year, the yeah. year before, like low, low. Yeah. To I remember the point where this girl asked me one time, I went into the store, and she was like, I'll give you a discount, you tell me one stock. Mm. And I told her MRO, and I think it had to be a like eight, ten. I don't yeah. remember what it was, but it was yeah. low, low. Yeah. That's I don't know if she took the road. advice. If she did, congrats to you, you made yeah, a ton congrats. of money. If not, you, you did good. Um, Put a yes in the chat if I made you. For real. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, if you have to invest in oil or crypto, which one? Because it's also oh, no, a battle of asset classes. I would treat oil like a, a hedge. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like safe. Yeah. You understand me? Rather than trying to get rich off of it. Yeah. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't look at oil as a class because it's, a, it's a, in a, currently in a fight. Like yeah. energy is in a fight where the will of the people want to see, the, the politics and the oh, will don't. of the people want to see new energy. Well, but the reality real? of the world and the industry hasn't caught up to that. The same companies that own oil right now are going to own renewable energy, will own the windmills, anything that's harvested out of it, they're going to own it all. Mm. There is no, even with crypto, like, people are, it's different from the banks. All the banks own the crypto. Well, crypto is energy. True. Crypto will be considered the industry, the energy industry. Now, of course, they're looking at it from, like, it's not ethical, but the reality is when you look at the numbers, you understand me? they overinflated because somebody is paying somebody to put out these reports, yeah. right? Because crypto ain't really doing much. I mean, because even last year when it was like how much energy it takes to create Bitcoin, that report was a fucking lie. I'm it like, was all completely a lie. Like, come on. Like, it takes less. I think I read the report yesterday. To mine Bitcoin is less than like running a dryer on like low tumble. Yeah. So that was propaganda yeah. in there. But like as far as energy, the sector, the way businesses always work is if I own a considerable portion of the market, I'm going to keep every, even the, like when I like we the people, we the people don't control any narratives or any policies. It's just the world that we live in. Mm -hmm. That we the people, like the culture, that's used to give people a rallying cry, to help bring in liquidity, to help the banks at the top make that thing a viable use case. The same ones that you guys are fighting against in crypto are the same ones that are profiting the most off of it. So let's, 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 let's talk about crypto a little more then. So we know that crypto is not, the idea of crypto, of course, was that you create something that is decentralized. It's not yeah. owned by the government, not owned by the man, not owned by yeah. institutional power. The people actually have the ability to be their own banking Beautiful system. Beautiful idea. Sovereignty was the yeah. idea. Complete sovereignty is yeah. the, the dream of human beings on this planet Earth. Mm -hmm. Because we have been ruled by masters through every cycle and empire since the beginning. And yeah. people crave something that they don't really want 
which is sovereignty because people don't really want to manage themselves. The responsibility comes with but it. But when yeah. the idea came, there is a percentage of people that love the idea so much that they will go off grid and utilize these existing Absolutely. systems. But the percentage of those people are so low that it's not enough for that to become a mass adopted system that mm -hmm. actually would take what you just invested in and make you wealthy off of it. Yeah. It's, if you want that technology in a vacuum and you just use it, mm -hmm. It will never have scalability unless it's adopted by the existing systems, which then makes it centralized. Yeah. Because now it has to be connected to all these systems to make it successful. Yep. So that's the unfortunate reality of yeah. that technology, even though the white paper was amazing. amazing the reality yeah. of it is, it ain't happening. Yeah. So corporations, in your studies, what have you found when you look at what people may identify of the brand of decentralized but when you look on the inside, what have you seen? What snakes are slipping inside? Most of the them papers? are not, because even in the ones that are, that like which ones? Like, 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 well, the biggest one that banks got control of was Ethereum. Mm. So Charles is what people think Vitalik is, but they chose him to be front and center. So you think he working with SEC? I have no information. You think he working with the Alphabet Boys? I can neither confirm. You think he worked with the CIA, the FBI? It goes back to, back to the cartel analogy. There is no, like... Metallic, holler at me. I want to talk to you. I got to investigate. In between 5 million and 20 million, that's the only place where you can really say that you have financial freedom. You have enough money to not work and not have to play ball with anybody. Once you get 25 million and above, and I always say it, as much money as Bezos have, he still has to walk around with armed security. Why? Is that freedom? No. There's always a VIG that you have to pay to somebody up higher than you for protection and to be free. So when Buffett bailed out Bank of America in 08, he could have bought Bear Stearns too. But Bear Stearns had previously crossed people in his circle and Carl Icahn, and they said, fuck it, we'll let them die. As an example, and if you guys don't play ball with us the way that you should, the next time we're gonna let you die. Mm. So I love the idea of crypto. Like for me, for people who think that I hate it, once again, I'll just like the truth. When somebody told me you can only get 7 to 12% out of the market per year, when every piece of technology has went into banking and investing first, internet cables were created to help hedge funds get faster order flow, and we can only get 12%. Let me ask you, if you focus completely on crypto from the inception that you found out about it versus stocks. Oh my God, you don't do it, don't do it. Don't. <laughs> Clip this up. Oh baby. <laughs> Which one would have made you more money? Crypto, way more. I mean, and I was To the in, tune of how many X's? I first found out in, about Bitcoin in 2012. I think Matt Schlitt was like employee number 13 or 30 at Facebook. And I was just ear hustling at a conference, kept talking about it. And you know when people huddle up and they try not to let you yeah, in, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. that's the, stuff that's the real information. Yeah. The one's like, hey, come over. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is he talking about? So since 2012, and I was in early, but I just caught, got caught up in the Mount Gox thing. Um, I revealed a number on a Breakfast Club interview. You can check mine out and check Key's interview on Breakfast Club out. But it cost probably, man, well, I first heard about crypto in 2010, Bitcoin, a couple years after. Probably four or 5,000 X difference. Mm. Minimum. Minimum. Four or 5,000 X. Minimum, because it could have been really been more because the, the space is crazy. Yeah. So, like, there's nobody. Just to that point, there's nobody that they made crypto their full time at the time that they heard it. 
everybody that's everybody has everybody would have been but particularly with your skill sets would have been even crazier but everybody would have been 100 million up but it wasn't as safe back then no i wasn't 2010 2012 it had the connotation with silk road yeah but even that that's when you can control media and control narrative i can tell you what the value of something is the idea is great even now now, how you hear about something is important on how you interact with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Because when I first heard about the Silk Road, you know, the military back channel. So the Darknet, for those who don't know, is the military back channel, mm-hmm. right? How they communicate. And the Darknet is actually larger than what's considered the Absolutely. clear net, the internet, right? Yeah. There's, so people don't understand there's a reality of things that's happening. Now we're living in a world where we're seeing an emergence, yeah. right? If you want to think about Web3 and whatever it is, this time that we're living in, there's an emergence between the dark net and the clear net, yeah. utilizing these spaces together in these tools. Yeah. But there's still, what you have to understand is that I'm sure there's a, a darker net somewhere I'm sure. that you don't know about. Yeah. That's a whole nother piece to it. Because yeah. once one spot gets blown up, another spot shows we'll somewhere up. Else. You understand yeah. me? But to that point, that's where I first heard about it. And if you seen it back then, that yeah. space was crazy. Yeah, it was different. Like, you could buy literally anything, anything. on the dark net. I yeah. mean, anything, anything, like from drugs to guns to bombs to assassins to sex to The first credit card scammers I saw was on Silk Road. The first what? Credit card scammers. Like, they were mm. selling credit cards by yeah. the dot. Like, you can get a box of 600 credit cards for 1400 bucks, yeah. $3,000. When you think of the idea of the black market, mm-hmm. That's what that was. Absolutely. Like, literally, like, it was wild. Whoa, this is the eBay. It felt bad everything. to even be on it. It really did. Yeah. Like, you look at it like, yo, what the hell did this dude just say yeah. he could do for you? Yeah. Like, it was so crazy. Like, you can get somebody assassinated hey, for real? on there. Yeah. And that's why it was so dangerous, because you click on any one of those things and be somebody at your door. Yeah. You understand me? But people was real life ordering any drug they could think of and yeah. anything that they wanted. It was yeah. there. Yeah. It was it was dangerous, to be yeah. honest. Um. And so from there, I heard about it. My older brother, he was into it. He was just like researching. And I remember we watched some documentary about it back then. And I seen an idea and I said, what? Uh-huh. Oh, because for me, I look at it from a liberation standpoint. Like yeah. I'm black in America. So anything that allows us to be decentralized and have sovereignty yeah. and you trying to think about the massive aspect of how big this enormous problem is uh-huh. and what we're weighed against, you want something that's yeah. going to bring some light. So crypto to me brought some light as a tool to be like, oh, we can use this. Yeah. This would be dope because I don't see no other way we go beat this regime. Yeah. And here's the big point that everybody missed. The economy and banks allowed room for Bitcoin and crypto because they underperformed and underserved the people for 50 years. Mm. Like there is, there is no safety the illusion, like, like my great aunt told me she had a CD and in 1990 she was getting 15% return a year. And On I'm a year? Like, yearly? Yes. To go from that to CDs are abysmal. General market right now is down. And it always goes back to economics. Any institution, person, or household that cannot provide stability to the people that you serve, whether it's family, friends, community, you are ripe for disruption. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. So, so crypto in this space right now is heavily infiltrated with centralized networks and controllers, mm-hmm. right? But always looked at it, because I don't look at the promises of people that 
try to sell me pie in the sky. I look yeah. at it as opportunities yep. right, in a system of capitalism to make money with otherwise opportunities that wouldn't exist. Yeah. So it's like if I get into crypto and I play the game the right way, this can be generational wealth. Absolutely. You understand me? And that's why I was always um, vocal and happy to be vocal and take the risk of being vocal. Because yeah. if you're wrong, it looks bad on you. Oh, yeah, if yeah. you're right, you're the messiah. Yeah. Right? Luckily, I've been, I've been able to be right, right a, lot. a lot more than wrong. Yeah. So, and, and I'm going to do it at a time where it's unpopular because that's the best time to do it. Absolutely. You understand me? If you do it while it's safe, it's like, eh. But if you do it when it's unpopular, you can bring a lot of people with you. Yeah. Because people that trust you will follow you yeah. while the rest of the world is going against you. Yeah. And so crypto was an unpopular stance because in my first interview that I had, I talked about crypto. I always dropped crypto because it was always in the back of my head. It's like, yo, we can get our reparations with it. That was my first thought. I kept thinking about this could be our reparations. This yeah. is our way to be able to get some money without relying on the government, yeah. things, whatever it is, and or create systems to where if we ever wanted to become sovereign, create our own nation, we can yeah, utilize yeah. the idea of crypto yeah. and or do business with the rest of the diaspora. We can have a trade route to be able to send money and get money directly yeah. with our brothers on the borders or in Africa rather, in the yeah. continent. So that to me made sense. It was like, yeah. all right, that's revolutionary to me. Yeah. And when I looked around, I'm like, we picketing, we, we protest, we doing all of this. It's not the way. We voting, but bro, crypto is more revolutionary than all of it. Absolutely. So that was my lens and filter for crypto, yeah. right? But that started with understanding the blockchain, not cryptocurrency. Got you, okay. Understanding the blockchain is what got me into wanting to educate people about it. Mm -hmm. Because the blockchain allowed me to see possibilities. Yeah. And the first thought I had was, Huh, this is gonna take a while. I, I watched every TED talk I could yeah. possibly find. I watched every documentary, everything you could think of that they had on the blockchain, I was watching because yeah. I wanted to understand it. Mm -hmm. But after listening to all these ideas, and it was mostly 100% all white people talking about it, I said, ah, this space won't pop off, number one, till we get a hold of it, and or there's a creative use case to where mm -hmm. it can be mass adopted by the average person. Yeah. Because even though I will go into study, the average person won't understand this shit yeah. for a very long time. Yeah. So blockchain has a long window for adoption. So when I seen NFTs, it made sense. I said, oh. Shorter window, yeah. This is the adoption. Yeah. This could be an inflection point where not only it signals awareness to the rest of the world, but allows people to interact with it and have an experience and an exchange. And yeah. once they have that exchange, they've used it. It's now part of the world's new ecosystem, Yeah. right? So, you know, I talked to the president of Revolt, uh, not Revolt, but Reform Alliance, and we was talking about utilizing DAOs to yeah. create pay-to-earn systems yeah. and using it to create funnel systems to teaching and educating people, and then they have jobs to go into these Silicon Valley jobs yeah. and or create their own jobs. And it's like, opportunities like that are not normally possible. Yeah. Philanthropy, has a great space in this because nonprofits, I think, are some of the most inefficient machines on I the agree planet. A thousand percent. When I look at the amount of money that's thrown yeah. into nonprofits and the problems they're supposed to be solving and they're not solving, and the corporations that run these nonprofits that yeah. give them their money to purposely not solve the problem, yeah. most nonprofits should be it should be illegal yeah. for people to be pouring in billions of dollars when there are solutions that exist. Yeah. So I say DAOs. The new nonprofits, 
but they are they don't even got to be nonprofit. Yeah. Like the idea of something being nonprofit, which makes it more morally better, is wrong. I agree. Because the reality of it is never is. Somebody's yeah. getting a salary. Most of the time, you're getting 10 cents on the dollar, 20 cents yeah, on the dollar. Yeah, a certain amount of capital is actually going to the cause, which yeah. most people don't know. Yeah. So DAOs are not only a system uh, uh, that I think creates an idea for better technology, social impact, to where we can take a list of every single problem that we have and we can say let's build a DAO system around it, yeah. a political system around it, yeah. a banking system around it, whatever we want to do, I think the possibility exists. Security will be an issue, the development of it will be an issue, the management of it will be an yeah. issue, but the issues that we have are bigger than those issues. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't have a problem with it. But so to that tune, Blockchain companies mm -hmm. on the market. Which ones you looking at? Currently, um, I like Square a lot. That's one of my favorites. Okay, but that's because of Jack's involvement uh, with Elon, which was involved in PayPal. Like all the Web three companies now are really just doing what they wish PayPal could have done. They're like their own iterations. That's the one like I'm most tied to, and like the most. Jack, great entrepreneur. Now that he's finally out of Twitter. And he can focus on that. I think he'll have a significant impact on blockchain because even with new technology, you need a company that makes it mainstream for mo for everybody 35 through 80 that they can understand. So blockchain, given that they payment system with crypto and then the mining operations they yeah. setting up, and then his connection with Twitter and the possibilities of Web3 integration. Because he's friends with Elon. You don't think Square is going to be the company that he recommends and then 100%. Doge and Bitcoin are going to be the one? Like, once he set that chess move, I'm like, it was so easy to see if you're big in the strategy. Because if you own two publicly traded companies, what would make Jack leave Twitter and go to Square? No control at Twitter. Twitter wouldn't let him mine, which was fucking stupid. Wouldn't let him buy Bitcoin. Stupid. Crazy. So great. Let me leave and go that to Square. Now I'll have a dictator come in and buy it, destroy the board, and now all the ideas I had, I'll pour into him. And he already ran the biggest payment platform prior to. That's why, like, corporate governance, community council, if they don't want you to elevate, it's the wrong people to have around That's you. That's why that down system it's key. Ask the people what you want. People say, we want this. They yeah. vote. We implement it. It's done. Immediately. That uh, system, I think, is the most, I think it's one of the biggest threats. But the security around it, I think, is the biggest key issue. Because yeah. once you build up something that big, you have to protect it. At all costs. And a lot of it is open source, transparent. So that's probably the, 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 the thing the I love the most it. about it. Yeah. But the weakness is making sure it's secure. Because the yeah. worst thing is building something up to billions of dollars is working. And then outside forces work a to destroy it. A hacker group comes in and destroys it. Yeah. Um, my final question for you would be, like, what's the solution? Because we can talk and intellectualize about the idea of growing wealth, making wealth. But what's the real answer for people? My answer is to invest in every asset class. The new profitable industries, I look at the Asian community, I think have the best model. Yeah. So I think emulation of what they're doing and the way that they're building their wealth, um, I think is key. So if we are the most educated in the tech sector, mm -hmm. right? And don't get me wrong, we need every other sector. But engineering is the highest paid job. Yeah, absolutely. Right? But it's also one that we struggle the most in as far as getting into engineering and tech jobs and things mm -hmm. of that nature. 
But if we are the most educated in the tech, you understand me, and we are the builders and developers and that becomes the culture, yeah. uh. we become a technologically savvy culture, yeah. and that's what we shift our energy, time, and attention to, regardless of what happened, because to me, that's the investing in everything, regardless to what happens next, yeah. right, or whichever one pops off, we will be creating it and creating the rules for it, Yeah. right? When I look at the most dangerous thing is to think that something that's working for another people is just for them, mm -hmm. right? When, when we look at what's happening in the NFT space and there's billion dollar projects and we are saying, well, that's them instead of that could be us, it's dangerous. But once again, do most people want to have wealth and be free? I say no. I think that most people want more liberty and they want the idea of what their perception of wealth is and what it means to them immediately. Yeah. What you think wealth is, I think is a higher level of freedom than what the, the average person is. But that's the difference between truth and being lied to. I think most people are actually, if they, cause we're pushing people. Yeah. And the more you push people with truth, the more you expand yeah. and they have to feel that expansion and have yeah. fulfillment. Yeah. So where this brother told me that I should have millions of dollars. Or this brother told me that I'm powerful. I should work for myself. Or this brother yeah. told me I, I should be happy. So now you start to pursue those things to have fulfillment in those areas. Yeah. Because you're expanding a mind. And once the mind is expanded, it won't contract again. Yeah. So the, the, the thing about enlightening people is that you give them more areas to bring light to. You understand me? And nobody wants to have areas that, that's not lit, that's yeah. still in the darkness. So I think directly education is key. But more so than that, if we don't have a real culture, right? Because we don't have a culture. The culture's fake. We are, we have an anti-culture. It's, yeah. it's, it's super fake. The word is not even real. It doesn't make any sense. If I study civilizations that were before us that did it successfully, like I said, the Egyptians, they knew how to take care of their people yeah. and work together in a collective manner yeah. to meet a vision and a goal. Yeah. But we don't serve the same gods. We don't have the same principles. We don't have the same visions. Yeah. Our ideas around sexuality, marriage, liberty, finance, yeah. banking, government, none of these things are in alignment. Uh -huh. So we are a people with all different cultures, flags, agendas, you understand me, and things that we believe in. All of those are great separators. Yeah. Separation is the key. Yeah. But the separation happens when you are around people who are alike like you and y'all own what you are on. Yeah. Because separation is not about, oh, black or white over here. No. Because <laughs> you can be all it. black in the neighborhood and all white owned. Absolutely. So you were gentrified before you got kicked out because yeah. you didn't own anything where you was at. Yeah. So every hood in America is already gentrified because we don't Absolutely. own it. The difference is, is that if you live across the street and you own that house and I live across the street and I own this house, we separated. Yeah. You understand me? And that's what black people in America have to do is to figure out our thesis for separation and that we have to learn. It's great to get along with other people. Diversity only works when people have understanding. Yeah. You understand me? If I don't understand you, I'm going to think you're weird and then I'm going to become weary of you yeah. because you can't accept things you don't understand. Yeah. So I think that we have to be honest with ourselves and we have to learn how to create connections based on people that we are alike and who we want to separate with. Like, cause at the end of the day, you ask the average woman, she don't have that many friends. She's already practicing separation. You ask the average man, he don't have that many friends. He yeah. already practicing separation. And I ask you why? Well, I don't get along with everybody. Yeah. Well, who are these people you get along with? People who are alike like me, yeah. people who believe the same things, have the same perspectives, ideas going in that same direction. Yeah. So that's already separation on the micro level. 
But when you speak it to a collective amount of people, they think of it as a negative. Mm -hmm. So the idea of different cultures and civilizations is those people believed in the same things. Yeah. So when we talk about family, boom. Oh, family makes sense, man, woman, child, let's, let's build. Yeah. Oh, what is marriage? It's a license of business where we're gonna be building wealth and bridging nations together and yeah. or families and connecting these things as a business proposal. Let's make that work. We grew up with those ideas. Yeah. Go look around and see who actually believes what you believe, yeah. right? And so when we're talking about on the mass scale, I think that people of the same like and the same kilt need to learn how to live together and find communities where they can live together. Yeah. It's a dangerous place we're heading into where the metaverse melts everything into one pot yep. and people across the entire planet are in this digital arena to where we go from discord groups of communities that's just sitting in these little pockets of chat rooms, yeah. which is very inefficient if you think about we in the fact we 2022 and we literally in chat rooms don't make sense. So metaverse makes sense to people because they say, well, instead of being in a chat room with people on a discord, I can be in a metaverse with characters and play out a game of it's social reality at scale. Yeah. Instead of social media, it's yeah. a new social reality yeah. with the metaverse. So I'm asking your question in a large form because when what what and i was asking you about was all these different asset classes and the future and we talked about time and we talked about all these different ideas but i was taught about the hereafter mm -hmm. the hereafter is what happens after white patriarchal intellect no longer rules this planet earth yeah and we can have a place to where we have freedom justice equality and righteousness and truth that rules over this planet earth mm -hmm. you understand me and that looks like a completely different world where we have our own, they have their own, and we can get along together because we own, you understand me, our identities, our culture, our values, and there's no reason to have disagreements or differences with anybody else because yeah. everybody agrees with each other. Yeah. We locked in. Yeah. So as people across the planet Earth, I think that we have to make peace that everybody has differences. You understand me? You're not going to go to war with somebody if y'all in agreement. Yeah. So I think that people across the planet Earth, um, black, white, orange, red, yellow, whatever the hell your color is, you understand me? Except the fact that we have to go to war and destroy each other until a dominant idea pops up that can, you know, last for the longest until a new idea challenges that. Yeah. And or people find separation with their ideas, their beliefs and what they think should be society. Yeah. And then y'all go find different places where y'all can live in these segmented communities across the planet Earth, and then y'all can have peace. An actual war or philosophical? I think both. Because I think actual wars happen when it gets to a point where the philosophy ain't hit. When the math ain't math, and it's time for us to yeah, yeah. pull out the weapons. Yeah. When, if I'm trying to convince you that the best thing for me and my family, you understand me, uh, it's to, for us to believe and worship God in the manner in which we believe in it, mm -hmm. for man and woman and child to come together, for us to be able to teach our children our history to where we have, part, we have ownership in our own um, food, water, clothing, shelter, banking systems in a way that we believe and decree is best for us, yeah. and then you got an issue with that. Yeah. So guess what? Anytime that you come over here to disrupt my life, then that's when I have to take up arms to protect my peace. So that's, that's the end result where, there's, yeah. where we, we've tried all the philosophies. Mm -hmm. Because the problem with philosophy is most people are afraid of truth. They're not going to get in that arena and debate. Yeah. Because people are not arguing with truth anymore. At all. It's all emotion. Nah. Yeah. It's, it's, so when you have an issue with somebody, they're not going to come confront you. 
They're going to call you a bigot. They're going to call you this, that, and the third. We'll say, okay, what part of what I said was untruthful? Yeah. And if we can have a conversation where you can show me a superior truth and superior knowledge, I will submit to it. Yeah. But if you're not willing to have that conversation because you believe that it's going to spread more truth, then of course we're going to have an issue until this turns into violence. But what about the person that finances both sides of the war? That's how the one, like a war is a mechanism to keep control. Yeah. That's why America's only been out of war maybe, what, 23 years, 24 years? I think that, you know, the, the, the biggest war we're going to go through in our lifetime, you understand me, or the ones that we're going through is identity crisis. Mm -hmm. Not knowing who we are, not knowing where we are. Yeah. You understand me? Not really knowing what we are yeah. as a people. Not having, we, we, we uh, have amnesia. Mm -hmm. We don't know when you go over to Egypt and you look at the Sphinx and you look at the beautiful paintings and black people all across. You see Imhotep, you understand me? The father of science and mathematics and language and agriculture, and architecture and design and geometry and language, right? And medicine and makeup, yeah. right? And all of these different beautiful things and you don't connect yourself to that? Yeah. Of course, you don't know what to do next. If you were yeah. born in a world where you lost your identity, you don't know who Ian is, yeah. you ain't gonna know what to do. You won't have purpose. Your purpose is connected to your identity. Your yeah. identity is connected to where you came from. Yeah. So self-knowledge has always been the key of giving people back the knowledge of self and filling up their cup and then they know who they are and why I'm here. So all of a sudden you realize like, yo, Ian, you know, uh, you forgot who you are. You know, you, you trade stocks and you teach yeah. people. And you'll be like, oh, for real, that's what I do? Yeah. Well, shit, let me go trade stocks and teach people. Yeah. Let me go help financially liberate more people on this planet Earth. I know what I'm capable of. I know what I do. Tell me where I came from. Then you start to understand more of your makeup, yourself, why you speak a certain way, yeah. why you feel a certain way about certain things when you see them, what's in your DNA. But without that knowledge of self, you will be lost in the world trying to figure out what's your place and what to do next. Yeah. And that's how a lot particularly of black people in America feel right now to this day. Absolutely. And not even just black people in America, because white people don't know who they are. They don't study their own self in history. Yeah. Africans don't know who they are. They don't yeah. study their self in history. Yeah. I go to the e e Egypt. Those people don't feel connected to the pyramids. Absolutely. They don't yeah. know that history. They don't yeah. study that. Black scholars yeah. in America know more about African history than any other people on the planet Earth. That's crazy. And there's nobody that can tell me difference. We yeah. teach and educate the entire planet Earth about yeah. history. We are the most counter to the narrative that they give us about history on the planet. Because we will not accept the fact that we have a displacement in the feeling of knowing that we gods. Yeah. And something not feeling right when y'all trying to get us to see ourselves as slaves and niggas. Yeah. Like, this don't make no sense. So we yeah. trying to find what we feel and connect that to history and knowledge till it gets to a point where we like, ah, yeah. now true. this makes yeah, sense. True validation, yeah. So the solution will always be separation. We focus on owning all our things for ourselves. Yeah. We focus on our own culture, our own spirituality, you understand me? Our own supply of food, clothing, and shelter for ourselves. Yeah. If it's not self-sustainability, anything we do will be a band-aid on the problem. Yeah. But before we get there, education is the key and the foundation to having the knowledge to start strategizing on building our wealth. You understand me? Because our wealth is our power, but that wealth doesn't look like money. It looks like family, mm. right? So the repairment of the family and the relationship between Has black men and women yeah. is worth more than anything on the planet Earth. Yeah. 
Like black men and women getting along together is yeah. worth more than all the gold in Fort Knox. Yeah. You understand me that if we have another movement that's a man's movement, a woman's movement, it has to be a, like literally call it the black man and woman march. You understand me? And this march is only so that black men and women can have atonement. Yeah. You understand me? And they can start talking about the ideas that separate them in the history that destroyed their connection to each other spiritually. Yeah. Because when we look at the stories of Osset and Isis and or Osiris or whatever, and you got speaking life into this dead guy, vibrating him back up to life so that he can go back into who he is and his rulership, that's exactly what needs to happen. Happen, yeah. So it's like, we know the issue, we know the problem, we have to create the movement around that. Yeah. And that's why wealth allows us the luxury yeah. to be able to deal with our long-term problems for long-term solutions. Well said, man. You gotta get working on this project. So last but not least, I had to end it off on your question, not mine. Because you here, I want more from Ian. Ian Dunlap, the master investor, you know, you, you a liberator of people uh, based on giving them a new money consciousness and a new wealth consciousness. When it comes to this idea of what we see in the culture, you understand me, based on past, present, what do you see? Either something that you foresee or something that you want to see uh -huh. in the future. What do you foresee the future of black America and or what do you foresee is the future of America? Unfortunately, America is on its decline. I don't see, take me out of it. I don't see any economist, any banker, any forecaster that says it's gonna get better or this is how we can make it better. I think we're too far behind and we leverage our country in the wrong way for too long to be able to catch up. For black people, we had a very interesting crossroads. Either we're gonna take a right, or we all choose to learn, get liberated, get free, or we're gonna go left, and we're gonna be led right to a slaughterhouse. The gap between, you think the wealth gap is bad now? Give it 10 years. Mm. And they're gonna say, we gave you crypto on the ground fucking floor, and you did nothing with it. Mm. Whatever happens, happens. The truth is, it's not a company's job to make you rich, a country's job to make you rich. It is your job only. That's why you're seeing, once I saw gig economy start to come in really heavy, like in 2010, I'm like, the job market's over with. Now I don't have to pay you any big benefits, don't have to keep you for long. You're virtually irreplaceable. Now you've created a market of intellectual prostitutes where now you can go to Uber, Fiverr, Instacart, but there's no viability there. Whenever you don't take care of the people and don't have sustainability for them, it's because the system is collapsing. Mm. How much money should the average black man have today? How much money should the average man, just period, but black man like have? Like saved or invested away? Before he considers himself to get into a relationship, start a family, anything. Like Minimum 50000 50000 Minimum. Your kid gonna eat that up first two years. What about oh. a black woman? Before they get into a relationship, they're gonna hate the answer. 150, because black women end up taking care of nine or 10 people. So the burden, like the burden that men used to carry, women now carry. Mm. And fellas, I'm not caping, I'm not doing my Derek Jackson. 
But man, most men don't get up and work and bust their ass to provide. 20% do. Mm. Cost. If you, and I always say, if you look at divorce law, divorce court, child support, if you put them together in all states as one company, it'd be the number one company in terms of revenue in the country. Last but not least, diversification. Tell the people what are some things, 100%, like I don't care who you are, what you are, yeah. what you think you know, what a blah, 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 say. Like this is like just your fail safe plan. The asset classes you should own so that you can be safe in this world that is and what's coming. You have to have your own business. Because if not, you're relying, even in crypto and in stocks, you're reliant upon somebody else's idea for your freedom. It's a mistake. Number two, stocks. Number three, crypto. Have to have life insurance. You have to have some kind of royalty or subscription model in your possession, and you have to have real estate. Buffett got capital from a partnership, did well for them, left, because partners can be trouble at times if you pick the wrong ones, bought Geico, took the premiums from Geico and put it into his fund, and now he has a money machine. That's why Buffett can never go out of business. If he needs to, he can take majority of the premiums out of Geico and reinvest mm. into, and then which will allow him to buy other businesses. The business model is easy. Own one, you need insurance, you need to invest in the stock market, you need crypto, and then you need to continue to add to those. The yeah. hard part is doing it every day, day in, day out, not deviating from plan, even when things are getting shiny and look more attractive. Got it. Yeah. Man, I appreciate it. I appreciate you too. This is a very powerful, high-level conversation. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want people to take from this the ideas that we spun around, because I think all of them come into one, the truth about reality, Absolutely. truth about investing, the truth about truth. Like, the purpose never, of family. Huh? The purpose of family. The purpose of family. Yeah. You understand me? The purpose of diversification, the purpose of understanding reality. Yeah. Right? Like, and just the intentionality of having a plan and a strategy. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't have it, then you don't know where you're going. Yeah. You understand me? And I think that all people right now are trying to figure out what to do next. Because even people that find success, I think that they are the people that are really looking at what to do next. Because it's yeah. the worst to have something and to lose it. They have nothing at all. The poorest people are going to be okay. Yeah. They're not going to feel depression. Absolutely. You understand me? Because they don't have anything. It's the yeah. people that think they up and don't think that they got to do anything to maintain yeah. their status and position yeah. and not understanding the reality of this world and where we at yeah. are the people that's going to get hit the worst. Yeah. You understand me? When you get that slap in your face and you felt like you can play around with these asset classes, you can play around it, with these And ideas. it's not one or the other. It's all. It's all. Including the family part. Because mm -hmm. you can have all the money in the world and we see it with men all the time who have a bunch of money and they can't get the woman that they want, they feel empty as hell or no real friends. Mm -hmm. I don't know how as a culture we don't have more friendships when there's more commonality and more media for us to communicate across. You would think so. That shit can feel like people, I'm like, in the 90s when I was watching fucking Power Rangers and Michael Jordan play Portland, I was like, damn, I wish I could connect to every person in the world. How do we have more communication devices than ever and we're more separated? I don't think we were ever meant to have a large swaths of friends. I agree. I, I, I don't think human beings have never been wired that way. Yeah. 
to even be known by large groups of people, yeah. to be observed by this many people, yeah. that was never a part of, you understand me, human history. Yeah. This is a completely new time and place and space to where, you know, one person can know a thousand people. Yeah. It can be known by millions of people, yeah. right? For doing something goofy or whatever it may be, or being a leader. So, you know, I think that it's fair that the average person only knows a solid five people that you can trust. We can only trust so many people and we yeah. can only hold so much trust. Yeah, if you so got a good people. four, hold on to them. Absolutely. I feel like a lot of times people under underappreciate or don't value who they have already. I'm like, just continue to grow. And as they grow, you guys will come up together. Like, that's why like my dream team, family and friends are so important. Like I see with you and your brother, you're rocking with the same people. Yeah. People want more. That's not like when, when people are looking up to celebrity, I'm like, you don't fucking know them people. You know the image that you see of them online. Mm -hmm. Treat your friends like the celebrity. That's, That's what I've fact. always done. Like treat them like they're everything. You need that family structure, peace, friends, and the money, and then give back. That's the solution. Man, I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you too, man. This is high level. Peace. We tapped in. Love you, dude. I'm 19 keys. High level conversation. Tapped in with the guys. I had an amazing time here with 19 Keys. I'm Ian Dunlap, the Master Investor. The number one thing I want you to take away from our conversation is only you are responsible for your financial freedom. No company, no government, no family member, no friend is responsible for you being free. We're gonna have a lot of conversation and there may be some things in here you may not wanna hear, but it's to help train you to understand that it's only up to you and solely you to be able to take care of you and your family. And a second gem would be invest in every asset class. I see too many people arguing over stocks versus crypto versus real estate, Dow, NFT, trading. The real secret that all the wealthiest people that I ever met, they combine all of them. So enjoy this conversation I had with my brother, one of my favorite people on the planet. I've always told him I think he's the greatest out of all of us. Um, you're going to hear me interview him a little bit because I wanted to squeeze some gems out of him. But invest in every asset class. Follow what he tells you on NFTs and crypto. And you can be financially free. Love you all. Thank you. family 19 keys tapping in with you um, I want to tell you why you need to tap into the infinite wealth strategies number one there's a lot of millionaires being brought every single day right the job market is devastated you understand me um, you can go to college but it's better to get you a skill I've had several six-figure days in the market trading right cryptocurrency and at the time I had little knowledge, right? I've sold an NFT, which was just a digital picture rendering for over $16,000, but why? Because I understood the market and I knew the value of it. I've sold thousands of books, you understand me, on my e-commerce platform, utilizing my strategies that I teach inside the Infinite Wealth Strategy. But I also have a beautiful community of people all around the world assisting, providing information, resources, and links. Because I know that it's harder to learn by yourself, but it's better to learn in a community sense.
When you join Infinite Wealth Strategies, you too can become a part of a community of people learning together and earning together. Make sure you tap in because it's the education that you need in order to succeed and build wealth. Don't be on the outside. Tap in. Infinite Wealth Strategies. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.